date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Welcome to episode seven, part two of Healthy Relationships. If you haven't heard part one, we encourage you to go and listen to episode six and part one of Healthy Relationships. And Sharon is going to start us off with the next things that you want to look for in a healthy relationship. So this is the upside rather than looking for red flags. We want to look, we want to be prepared and think about healthy, healthy relationships because we really should be striving for healthy relationships. Yeah. And I, I mentioned in the last one how people don't think about it. They get in a relationship and it's exciting and they want a relationship, but they're not thinking that they're in a healthy relationship. Right. That, that's not really on their mind. Right. So I'm putting this out there so it's in everybody's brain and they can refer. I know not everybody's going to remember every piece of advice I give, but hopefully they can they can retrieve it out of the depths and put it on the front of their brain when there's a situation they really, you know, need to be aware of. And so yeah. that's, that's why we're Great. doing healthy relationships. All right. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was, do you share realistic expectations for the relationship? Mm, that's a good right? one. Right? Expectations can ruin a relationship if they are not spoken. If somebody's all of a sudden unhappy in a relationship and can't express that their expectations <laughs> are not being met or they have expectations that the other person doesn't know about, these, this is, this can become a big problem. I know a lot of marriages break up because expectations are never expressed. I hear the words, I just thought a lot. Right. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes as women, I'm sure men too, but I, you know, I've worked a lot with women who, and I did this for the long, longest times where we are relationship oriented and we think that guys get it and that they know what they need to do. Like you expect him to, you know, to call you every night or whatever, or you expect that he knows that you need to connect because that's what you do in relationships, but you have to spell it out clearly sometimes depending on the man. And it's our responsibility as women, well, and as men too, to, to say, this is what I expect. You know, if uh, this is what I would like. This is what I don't like. Right. This works for me. This doesn't work for me. This is what I want. This is what I need. Those kinds of things. Well, and yeah, and then coming together, if you want something different than, you know, your partner would want, it's coming together and making that compromise. But the expectations need to be, number one, realistic, and they need to be spoken. I like to use Donald Trump as a... An example, and it's before he was president, so this is not a political thing here. But I remember when he met and married Melania. Um, he said that what he really liked about her, and I thought, well, of course you like everything about her because she's 20 years younger than and beautiful. <laughs> but but right. no, what he really liked was he's a busy dude, and she was involved in fashion and modeling and charity work, and he said... I can't have somebody who wants to sit around and hold hands all night. He wants somebody that has their own life. Yeah. And so, and they, they worked that very well together. And I thought, well, that's a really good example, you know, I mean, of some, you know, some expectations. Somebody couldn't expect Donald Trump, the busiest dude ever, to sit down and hold hands, all you know, all, all, all the time and make schmoopy faces at each other, <laughs> right? Peggy likes my schmoopy. <laughs> 
Um, I love that term. Yes. Anyways, so I like to use that as an example. Another example I use is maybe like an example of time. Um, One of my girlfriends was in a long distance relationship, but not long distances out of state, but like two hours apart. Mm -hmm. And it was really complicated for them to see each other. So they'd meet kind of halfway. Well, her daughter really started suffering. Okay. And it's like they really wanted to see each other, but they had to, you know, figure out the time expectation because we're dating and it's exciting. So they had to decide on two days a week, you know. So they communicated, you know, and they had to communicate. The expectation was, yes, we're going to see each other, but it's only going to be, you know, these two days, you know, and I think that's a good example of a realistic expectation for the relationship. You know, it's like he'd think she was sad and he'd run over and then the daughter was upset and, you know. So it's hard to it's hard to know what's going on unless you unless you actually talk about it. And she, you know, she had to say, my daughter can't handle all this so soon. And I'm gone five days a week and and she's feeling neglected. So she had to actually change the her expectations during the dating process with this guy. Well, they had, she had to change both of their expectations, yeah. you know, and so but they could always count on that, and then the daughter could count on that, and, yeah. you know, and it worked. Yeah, so I can imagine that expectations of, like, what you do, I mean, if you don't communicate what you like to do, you said you had an example from your own life. Yeah, I dated a guy, and literally all we ever did was go to movies. Yeah. And so I know, and I'm like, there's only so many movies. Like it was back in the day when movies were not on Netflix and HBO. You had to go to the theater and watch movies. But um, I didn't ever feel like I could say anything because he was, it was, it was back in the unhealthy Sharon era, but I could not express the expectation that maybe we didn't spend all our money on movies and maybe that we did some free things like hiking. Right. Or, you know, I have paddle boards or, you know, some physical activities. But he was perfectly content to just go to every movie that was out. And, you know, I mean, money is another example. You know, who pays for what? I was paying for movies that I didn't even want to see. <laughs> so, That's not good. Yeah. So I can think of, like... Because people go out to eat a lot. Maybe people, maybe somebody might assume that if you've dated someone three or four times, then maybe a guy thinks that he can expect for her to feed him when he stops at her house or something like that and not communicate that ahead of time. That could be really uncomfortable. And that's not a that's not it. That's that needs to be communicated. Those expectations. Is that kind of what you're you know? About? You know, yeah. It just and of course, realistic expectations like the time thing. You know, it, you have to be realistic. Um, talking till one in the morning. You oh, know, yeah. it's you know, you're in a new relationship and you're excited to get to know each other. It's like we can't really do that because we have to both get up and work in the morning. Yeah, so setting those expectations, you know, ahead of time. and and that being is being clear in your communication, yeah, which like, is super yeah. important. And it doesn't have to be, you know, this is like boundaries a little bit. Boundaries and expectations sure. kind of go hand in hand. And I'd say it's, you know, boundaries are the fence around what you value, but it doesn't have to be an electric fence. Right. You know, it's like, you know what? I love talking to you and we've had so much fun talking till one in the morning, but that's not realistic for either one of us when we have to get up and work, you know? So let's put a realistic expectation on when we're going to stop talking. 
you know. Yeah, let's talk about like physical contact. Oh, yes, that's definitely an expectation that people do need to set. There are people that don't want to be physical really fast. There's people that do want to be physical really fast. You know, I think that is something that's definitely discussed. I always I always um, tell men that I will not kiss on the first date. I don't want to mess up real feelings for hormones. And, you know, and I can explain why <laughs> very specifically at this point, I can explain why. But that's something that I... I will say, and in all the time I've ever said that, I've only ever had one guy cancel. And he canceled because you said Well, he never said. It's like, well, if we can't make out on the first date, he didn't say that, but literally it's it's worked fine. You know, that's a realistic expectation. If I was like, okay, we've been dating two months now and you still can't kiss me, maybe that's not overly realistic. Right. You know, maybe, yeah. So talking about that's going to be important. Yeah. But sharing the expectations, you know, I think, I think that's a good sign of compatibility as well. If you share some of these expectations. Yeah. You if know, you both do it, you know, so you're, like, yes. you're pretty compatible, mm-hmm. you're both pretty healthy in this way. Yeah. yeah you know, so yeah. I think that is, um, I think we have covered realistic expectations for the relationship. Um, the next one goes right along with it, though. It's, are you able to communicate your wants and needs? Ooh, it's so important. Right? Because if you can't open your mouth and say stuff. If you feel uncomfortable. Yes. Like, or threatened by right. opening sometimes, your mouth. Right. Yes, sometimes you, know. you have to think ahead of time of what you might say in case something happens. If you've had an experience where something uncomfortable happened, that's hard. It's hard to know what to say in the moment. If well, right. And then it's like you know, you're newly dating somebody and they're cute and you kind of walk on eggshells and you're on your best behavior, heaven forbid, heaven forbid you communicate your wants and needs, you know? You don't want to rock the boat. Yes, you, you want to just wanna, see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so a lot of times we just keep our mouth shut and the, we don't. It's super unhealthy. Yes. To keep your mouth. I mean, I mean, maybe one time and then maybe you get your courage up and you talk about it a little bit later. That's okay. But if you consistently avoid having a conversation that's really important, that's needed, or even it's not super important, but you want, you know, you yes. want over time that can be. That's, that can get to be very unhealthy. Well, yeah. And so I tell people communication doesn't always happen really easily. But I feel like if you're in a really healthy relationship, that should come fairly easy. But sometimes you need just a little practice. You need to put it out there, maybe in tiny little ways, like you're at the carnival and you want a corn dog. You don't need a corn dog, but maybe you want a corn dog. Do you feel comfortable saying, hey, can we stop and get me a corn dog? You know, I think I think most of the healthy part of the relationship is that you feel comfortable expressing your wants and needs. You know, yes. we could go back to the being on the phone till 1:30 in the morning. I need my sleep. Yes. You know, can you communicate that openly to the person? And um, on the flip side, you know, it's a red flag if you're afraid of the person. If you're afraid that... If you feel like you can't communicate if Yes, with if them. the relationship is going to end by asking for more sleep or asking for a corn dog. You know what I'm saying? So on the flip side, that is a, a big red flag if there is fear involved. Or saying no sometimes. Yes, yes. Sometimes people have a hard time saying no. Yeah. And knowing when to say no and knowing how to say no. That 
maybe you need some individual coaching. Yes. <laughs> well, we and that, that and that, that is another thing that you, I mean, sometimes you just really need practice. There's people that just don't know how to say no. One of my girlfriends was joking. She says, nah, I'm good. You know, hey, <laughs> do you want to go after the dance? Do you want to go get ice cream? Nah, I'm good. Yeah. And I still think that's still no, but she jokes that she doesn't know how to say no. But that is still a form yeah. of no. Well, you know? and it can be challenging even when you're good at communication. You know, I feel like I've spent a lot of my life, a lot of time trying to figure out how to communicate with men particularly and to be clear about my wants and needs. But sometimes it still comes up and it kind of takes me short. And I'm like, okay, then I have to decide, is this worth, how am I going to do this? Is this worth it? When am I going to do it? I have to, you know, so I think about those things. It's not that we're going to do this perfectly, right? but to be, but to know when you need to communicate and have some ideas, like maybe you can just say, Hey, just, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable about this. Can we talk about this? Yes. You know, maybe just bringing that up could be, or how, how do you want me to discuss this with you? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, is, you know, it's like I, I, this situation happened, I'm a little uncomfortable and, and I would like to know, you know, because maybe they had a spouse that attacked them all the time and you don't want them to feel attacked or, you know, maybe there is a little leeway there where you can ask them, you know, how do you want me to communicate with you? And I, you know, I tell people before they get married, figure out your communication styles and figure out your conflict resolution styles. Yes. Because that's super important. Because dealing with conflict is, I think, at least my, uh, from being in the dating world, uh, I've seen it's one of the biggest problems I've seen is that the pro- is that people don't know how to handle conflict or pushing against something that someone else says. It may not be like out now, like arguing, but to put a different version, to set boundaries, to say no. That's part of the reason why I think people ghost so much is that people don't know how to have yes. uncomfortable conversations. Yes. But those are very, very important in a healthy relationship. You have to know how to have an uncomfortable uncomfortable conversation. Yes, for sure. And you know, communication is really one of the big, more important things in a relationship for sure. Okay, moving on. Do you both contribute the same effort? Hmm. This is a big one. This is a big one. When I ask people, do you consider this a healthy relationship? This is, this is one of the things that is usually described to me is that we don't do anything unless I plan it. Oh, yeah, that's I have good. to tell him my birthday's coming. I, you know, what are we going to do? It's like, I have to plan my own birthday. This is a big one. This it sounds is, like someone who's chasing someone else. Yes. The person seems involved in the relationship when they, re, you know, when the primary person's reaching out and saying, let's, let's make plans, but the secondary person doesn't. So there shouldn't be a primary and a secondary person. It should be equal. It should, should be, be equal effort. And ladies, I just have to tell you, I can't tell you how many men really appreciate it when I offer to pay on the third, fourth, fifth date, you know, they really, um, just, just putting that out there. That is part of the effort. Dating is expensive. Yeah. And so I think that really shows a lot of effort. Yeah. When, or or you know, pl- just, you know, just saying, Hey, I have an idea for a date. You want to do this? Yes. 
there needs to be a certain part of the relationship that ladies, you can come up with some ideas because men are not the most creative a lot of times when it comes to dating. So yes. Um, so just make sure the effort is the same that you're both on the same page with that. And once again, communicating, you know, it's like, hey, you know what, we've been dating for a month now, maybe you can come up with a couple dates. Or maybe if I do the movie, you can buy the popcorn, you know. And if I'm with, if I'm dating a guy and he's not, he's not putting forth that much effort, I, for me, I'm not willing to chase him. I am not willing to put in more effort than he's putting in. And I think it's super important to see for me super important to see him stepping up and if he doesn't i am on he's he's not my guy well exactly i think people get into exclusive relationships and they call them exclusive when it's way off balance and that's something that you do need to decide when you get into an exclusive relationship is if you're going to be doing all the work because it's not worth it no and it's not and when we go back to the respect thing it's not respected you know, it's uh, it probably gets expected, but it's not it's not you know both sides doing their fair yeah, share. Something's wrong. You know, yeah, something's something is off. definitely off. Yeah. And so you definitely do want. I tell people if you're if you're casually dating, just to match the same effort, just like you said. If they're playing the field, well, you can go play the field. Don't wait around for somebody who's playing the field. You know, if you really, really, really like them. That's okay. Keep them around, but you match their effort and you match their behavior. That's a great, you know, that's like, I love that. I love that tip. Yep. All right. This is, I love this one. Do you encourage each other to grow and change? So I'm not going to focus as much on grow and change as I am going to focus on the word. Do you encourage it? Hmm. Are you encouraged in your growth and change? Is there jealousy involved? If you have a goal in mind, maybe you're finishing school, maybe you're starting a podcast, (laughs) (laughs) is your partner encouraging this growth and change or are they butting up against it? So a healthy relationship involves encouragement for growth and change. It doesn't mean you need to point out how your partner needs to grow and change. It means that you will support their growth and change. So you've got like people that maybe like you've given examples of starting a new business, yes, finishing school, maybe going to therapy, yes, maybe getting some coaching, maybe um, a weight loss program, yeah, and a personal development of some kind, yes, you know, going to maybe maybe they like to listen to specific like a lot of like specific podcasts on some particular self-help or or something like that financial whereas you're you're like that's great you know i love that you'd want to be doing your own too right i mean you would but it's like if you present your partner with some way that you are going to grow and change is it met with encouragement and support or is it meant it met with jealousy and you know, maybe anger. It's like, well, that's going to take a lot of time away from our relationship. Right. And so this is a, this is a kind of a big one. It is a big one. It sounds like a big, I mean, I think these are all really important. And I can imagine that you would want to be, you want to, you would want to not only watch what they say, but what they do, because I know some people might sound encouraging, but then they may really not act encouraging. Yes. 
So as always with anything, you always want people, their their words and their actions need to match. Definitely. If they aren't, that's a huge, huge red flag. It is. And you are not in a healthy relationship if, if, if it is not, if it is real growth and it's real change. And if it's not met with encouragement, that is um, not a healthy relationship. Yeah. You know, and, w- you know we all have this fantasy that it'd be, you know, <laughs> your partner would be like, yes, wonderful. But, you know, it's not always the case. Yeah. It's not always the case. So um, important. Okay. Last one. Do you honor each other's family ties and friendships? Oh, that's really important. Yes. Because I know that with people who tend to be abusive, um, control they want to control the narrative they want to control family time they want to control and it may not start out that way but eventually so this is really important from my perspective yes having worked with people who've been abused well yes for sure because they know you probably can't see all the red flags but your family and your friends can so that one is a big one you know I mean you've got rose-colored glasses on for at least the first what four to five months (laughs) and so So another aspect of honoring each other's family ties and friendships is like girls night out or guys night out. Things that take time away from the relationship really should be honored. I heard someone say one time that you were the sum of your five closest friends. And sometimes our you know, our friendships still need to be cultivated and Oh, they do. And you know, you need you need people. People need people. So um, that's a big one. Yes. You know, for both sides of the relationship, you know, men need men. Yes. You know, they, they need to go and maybe they have regular football nights or whatever. Basketball with the guys night or, or basketball yes, nights yes. or whatever is super important. And if somebody doesn't want you to be doing that, that's a red flag. Yeah. It, I mean, if it's consistent, you know, I mean, maybe one time, but, but then there's also, I'm guessing, you know, children and ga- grandchildren. Oh, yes. Time with them. Yes, for sure. The things that sometimes take time away from the relationship because maybe you haven't introduced them to your entire family and that is taking time away from them but the bottom line is if family and friends are really important to your partner they should just be important to you I mean bam yeah that's it you know I mean all things considered it just should be important okay ready for our last subject I'm ready okay Let's talk love languages for a minute because you don't have to have the same love language as your partner, but you should know what that is and you should know how to nurture that. Oh, yes, for sure. You know, I... um, You're talking about the five love languages. Yes. There's a book out just in case anybody's wondering. I think most people know about it, but... Right. So we're talking quality time. We're talking service words of affirmation, touch, and gifts. Gifts. And so maybe I'm not a gift person, but somebody else is. So you know, I need to be aware of that. You know, my sister a long time ago dated this guy who was, he was, he was Greek and he loved to shower her with gifts. And it just didn't, it just didn't have a lot of meaning for her. And it just, it, she felt like she was being manipulated and all this stuff. She gifts was not a love language that she spoke. Right. And it really, it was hard for her. Now I also, it's gifts is not a love language of mine, but I love to receive like flowers or other gifts. I've learned to be more, you know, to expand to, myself that yes, way. Yes. But yeah, so that's be appreciative. Yeah. Yes. Be appreciative of that. 
but yeah, that's a really important thing. I, I know if I'm starting to date someone pretty regularly, that usually comes up. Yes. What is your love language? What do you, what do you like? How do you like to be communicated with to let you know that I, I care about you? Yes. Yes, I think I would have had a different marriage had the book been out or had we known about it because my husband was a big words of affirmation person and I'm not, I didn't understand it. And so I'm just putting it out there that if you don't understand it, get to understand it. Talk about it. You know, talk about it, you know. Yes, read the book if you need to. It's a lot of information's online about it because if they need words of affirmation, you better be giving them words of affirmation right. or you physical know. touch, you know, ways of, you know, just yes, squeezing their shoulder or, you know, that yes. sort of thing or acts of service. What can you, what, you know, what do yes, you do but for it, them? You know, if it's not our love language, it's not second nature to us. And it, and it really probably a big effort at first until you really kind of get used to it. But love languages are super, super important, you know, for a healthy relationship. Once again, we want a healthy relationship. And so it's just really good to get to know those. That I agree 100%. Okay. Thanks, you guys, for joining us. This was part two of Healthy Relationships. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.